Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. We're at the Greater Niagara Fishing and Outdoor Expo, and now we're joined by Travis Manson. Travis, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Having a blast today. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. I was able to attend a couple of your seminars today. You had a lot of had a pretty good crowd there, people checking it out. Tell us about uh, how the show's gone so far. For sure. You. No, it's been a great show. In fact, uh, today was, it was a little different because the seminars are set up a little different than what I'm used to. It was more like real advanced level stuff. So today we talked advanced drop shotting and literally talked about, you know, drop shotting for an hour long, <laughs> yeah. which, you, you know, there's a lot to it. So we certainly, uh, we took advantage of that. What's the feedback been on stuff like that? It's been great. Like guys are really, you know, you might, you might hear about drop shotting, the technique, especially for people who are not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And so in today's, uh, you know, today's seminar, they really got a good grasp of, you know, where, when and why, and, you know, why I choose to throw a drop shot on a regular basis, and we just broke everything down, and after the seminar, a lot of people came up to the booth and just said they really enjoyed and had, you know, of course, more questions. Sure. Yeah, we'd like to have you on again sometime and maybe get into that. For right now, I just kind of wanted to introduce you and introduce, uh, basically, it's kind of a weird deal because a lot of the people in the show are salmon and trout and walleye people, but you're a bass guy, and you're fishing Lake Ontario, a lake that everybody kind of looks at as far as, like, the best king fishery there is. Sure. And you're out there fishing bass. Tell me about your love affair with bass. Well, well, first of all, Lake Ontario and this whole region is fantastic for everything. It's, I, It just blows my mind. It really, it's got everything. And so, of course, when it comes to bass fishing, you know, you, especially trophy smallmouth, it's something that's rare that's everyone's jealous of in other parts of the country is just the, the amount, the size, as well as the, uh, you know, the, the quantity of the fish here. And that's just really because of the bait fish, the structure, uh, the habitat, and uh, really the, the fishing pressure. There's not a lot of pressure on these fish up here. Why do you, why do you think that is? I think a lot has to do with the bigger water. It could be intimidating to some folks. Uh, You have to pick your days. There's so many fish out there that it's spread out. So, you know, unlike some of the places, you know, across the country where uh, you might have an inland lake and on any given weekend you might have 30, 40 boats in a small area, out here it really spreads out and there's so many different options, different ways to fish for them. Uh, If it is windy, there's places to get out of the wind uh, when it's calm you can run for as much gas as you got in your boat yeah tell me a little bit about the size structure that you see on lake ontario for smallmouth sure so it, it's it amazes me that the new york state record hasn't uh hasn't been broken recently out there i mean it, it i believe the number of it used to be a five pounder was like big mm-hmm. now they're common a six-pounder in my book now is a trophy. Uh, so we get a handful of sixes every year, a few fish pushing that seven-pound mark, and there's no reason why, and I believe that there's thousands of fish that are that state record size swimming around today. Just a matter of somebody catching them. Yep. Where's, where's some of your favorite areas on Lake Ontario? For sure. Time? So I fish primarily the eastern basin. I always say if you draw a line from, say, Oswego north to Canada, 
-hmm. Everything east of there is really where I concentrate on. You know, I've dabbled here and there, and I don't have just because of it's closer for me, and I just I fish there more often. Um, I, I, that region, that zone, is is probably my favorite. I prefer the lake over the river, only because it suits my style of fishing a little bit better. But I certainly uh, don't have a problem going to the St. Lawrence River uh, either. What is your style of fishing? So I really like to fish uh, super shallow, uh, shallow flats where I'm actually sight fishing for cruising fish, uh, uh, watching the fish, looking at the fish before I catch them. Not necessarily spawning fish, but fish that are up feeding. And that's really from the opener all the way to ice up, you can find those fish super shallow. But then of course I really love to drop uh, drop shot for fish really deep as well. You know that 20 to, to 40 foot range uh, that really suits my style and, and not that I don't like the St. Lawrence River as much but that's more uh, drifting uh, and dragging baits in the current as opposed to uh, setting up on pieces of structure uh, you know with the boat like you can on Lake Ontario. Yeah you said you really like fishing the lake. What's special about smallmouth fishing on Lake Ontario? I think the size and the, the number of fish and the fact that you can stumble upon a, a giant school in, in the thousands. I mean, I fish a lot of, uh, uh, I use a lot of uh, technology when I'm out there as far as graphs and, and uh, electronics to locate fish as well as like underwater cameras. And it's amazing, you drop a camera down on a, a brake line in 30 foot of water and, and there's just thousands of fish everywhere. Awesome. You're a guide. You're not just a guy that's out there fishing. Tell me about being a guide on Lake Ontario for sure. Small so it, it it's challenging because you never know the uh, experience level of your clients. So I take beginners to you know tournament anglers out there, and it's nice because we're able to adapt to their their style and what they want to learn. So I, I try to customize the trip to based off of what their needs are. If they just want to go out and have fun and catch a few fish and, and size isn't a concern, they just want to uh, feel a tug, you know, there's options to do that. If they want to uh, target bigger fish, we certainly could do that as well. And there's a lot of different options that, you know, besides, of course, I prefer to drop shot, but there's there's a lot more techniques you can do besides just drop shotting out here. So there's a lot of communication when you're booking someone to talk to them about what they're doing and mm -hmm. try to customize customize a trip around them. Exactly. If you know weather conditions, of course, uh, rarely do we have to cancel a trip because we can always find some place to fish that's that's worthy, uh, whether that be going in the river or some of the s smaller bays. Uh, of course, when you decide on an area with the weather conditions, sometimes it's hard to. Uh, go to another spot, you know, just because of, of the wave action or whatever the case may be. So we have to be real, we have to be smart about how we're going to fish that day and, and what areas we want to fish to try to make the most of our time. What's the most rewarding part of being a guide for you? When someone catches their personal best, which, you know, for someone who's not that experienced or, or you know, fish for smallmouth a lot. That normally happens when we go on Lake Ontario. Yeah, so they're out there for people. I freak out sometimes. Like, I see how big a fish is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember a couple trips that last summer where, I mean, they were excited, but I was super excited because these were like studs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, so you're originally from Wisconsin, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So what brought you out here? So I fished uh, professionally on the Elite Series for a number of years uh, back in 2011 and 2012. 
And uh, once I ran out of money, basically, on tour, because it was costly, it was about $100,000 a year to fish uh, for entry fees and travel, um, I decided to, you know, I needed to do something. And so I made a move out to the East Coast and started my guide business. Uh, you know, I'm located close to the Chesapeake Bay now, so uh, I do fish a lot of uh, largemouth trips in the spring. And then by, you know, opening weekend, up here on, on Lake Ontario, then I'll move north and, and spend the remainder of the season guiding out here. Hey, the other thing you're doing, you've got a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and a really, really popular channel. Tell us about your YouTube channel. Yeah, so it's uh, I started the channel, we're coming up to about uh, two and a half, three years now, and it's just been a lot of fun. One thing, you know, it's fun to share my experiences, but it's also... Uh, Here's something else I found. It's really cool to be able to document everything. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, or you know, you'd, you'd have people talk about how important it is to keep a written log book, things like that. Now I have everything on video, and believe me, you forget a lot of things. I can watch a video from two years ago when I was out there, say in August, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember fishing this spot, or I caught them on that color bait. So it's actually really cool just to have documentation of all your trips because I do everything from my tournament videos, practice, as well as fun fishing and, and teaching different techniques. So, uh, you know, I capture pretty much everything every day I'm out on the water. What's your channel called? Uh, so it's called Smallmouth Crush, designed after my passion for smallmouth. And uh, although we do talk about everything fishing related on there, there's a pretty good uh, focus on, on smallmouth. How, how did you end up deciding to do that? I mean, how did you go from I'm going to fish tournaments to I'm going to be a guide and now I'm going to do a YouTube channel? I think it was just a natural progression, uh, you know, moving forward. I I just felt I really like teaching and sharing my experiences. So being able to keep up with the demand of a channel like that where you got to pump out new content on a regular basis, you know, once or twice a week. Uh, at the least is what I'm looking at doing now and so it's and it, I'm just enjoying it yeah what are some of the challenges with that you guys you know you have to put out content all the time yeah to uh, keep people watching uh, and it makes fishing a lot harder too you, you don't just sure. have to catch the fish you have to show it it's uh, very difficult when I'm filming uh, let's say a tournament and there's practice involved and the stress involved with trying to find the right group of fish for that event and recording, making sure I'm talking to the camera, making sure my batteries are plugged in and the conditions I face, it's always a, a challenge, but you get used to it. Mm-hmm. It took a while, but now it's like, well, this is just what I gotta do. Um, and then it's great when you get back to the editing table and everything turns out perfect and you can put together a great video that showcases your, whether it be your struggle or your, your, you know, your victories throughout that, that tournament. What happens when it doesn't turn out perfect? Well, then you just uh, hit delete. <laughs> What's the most rewarding part of having that YouTube channel for you? I think it's the fans and being able to uh, get all the feedback from them. You know, I do a few live shows as well. And so when I can interact with, with the audience and I see that they're all watching and we can answer questions in real time, that's pretty cool. In fact, you know, I try to keep it under an hour when I do go live and it always turns out I'm up until midnight still with everybody. So There's a lot of people that want to do this stuff. You know, everybody kind of thinks of what you're doing as a dream job. What's your advice to people who want to do what you do? Well, you have to be really good at your craft, I think, and, and you know, defining what you want to 
accomplish with whether it be social media presence, uh, uh, fishing as far as you know what direction you want to take that. You just got to have a, a good definition of, of what that want, what you want that to be, and really plan it out. Have a five-year plan. Awesome, Travis. Is there something I didn't ask you about that you want to bring up? I think we covered it all. I just uh, I appreciate you having me on, talking about the great fishing that's that's up here, and I, you know, there's still a lot to learn. As much as I fish, there's always new places I want to experience, and uh, you know, like I said, I focus a lot on that eastern basin but talking to some of the folks here at this show there's a lot going on on this side of the lake as well as lake erie and just you know there's so many options out there i'm i'm just hoping i have the opportunity to explore you know the, what this whole area has to offer awesome people want to get a hold of you they want to book a trip they got a question for you how do they reach you sure so the best way to get a hold of me is uh, go on to my website it's travismanson.com and on there you can find the rates uh, you can get uh, in touch with me uh, you can give me a call shoot me an email if you're interested in booking a trip uh, just let me know what date you're looking at and if that doesn't work I'll get back to you with some alternative dates and we'll go from there awesome Travis thanks so much for coming on the show thanks for listening thanks for watching we'll talk to you next time thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics for more information on fishing the Great Lakes visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com 